Hello, hello, hello. My name is Maze, and welcome to the Noise Podcast. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Noise Podcast. Now we're recording episode two. You know, it's like this thing about London buses, isn't it, Matt? You wait so long for one, and then two They're come along here. at once. So we yeah. waited about six months. And now we've recorded one yesterday and one today. So super excited to be back. And we're not alone today, no. Matt. We are joined today, uh, like I said on yesterday's episode, by Reverend Doug Atherton. Doug, how are you? Borada. I'm well, oh, thank you. A bit of Welsh in there. Fair play. I appreciate that. Um, so we were chatting yesterday uh, about uh, our story and leading up to sort of baptism. And we were going to say today we're going to talk about uh, the ministry and how that came about because that's a completely another story uh and obviously you were a big part of that um, but we'll get to that in a bit uh just do you just want to introduce yourself who you are and what you do uh, just so people get to know you a little bit absolutely i'm doug atherton i'm a baptist minister i went into the ministry some 30 years ago and have uh, pastored a number of churches over the years oh gosh over 23 years now in some form of pastoral ministry. Came down to South Wales uh, initially in 1999 to pastor a church in Aberdeer in the Cunnan Valley. You lucky man. Uh, yes, indeed. And, and now I would consider myself to be an adopted Welshman. Of course, yeah. of course. And even know a bit of the language, I appreciate that. I know it, you found it hard to learn, didn't you? Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> So you gave up after a while. I kind of gave up, yes. That's okay, that's okay. But you haven't just been uh, a pastor, you've worked as a, as a missionary, uh, as yes. a chaplain, you know, you get up to all sorts really, don't you? Uh, yes, after sixth form college, I began my working career as a civil servant with uh, what was then the Department of Employment. I worked for them for seven and a half years before we felt God calling us into full-time Christian ministry. So after Bible College, we worked for a number of years with a missionary society based here in the United Kingdom, OMS International. And I've worked with them on and off uh, down the years also. Uh, have been of necessity by vocational on occasions when a single church or churches couldn't uh, employ me full time. Hence the chaplaincy dynamic where one can be employed with the NHS at the same time as working within a pastoral situation. Yeah, and... Um you say uh, you worked with OMS as in the Mission Society, and I know mission is a, a big part of, of what you, you love to do, and really is your passion, isn't it? And uh, at the minute, you are working as a mission worker for uh, a few uh, churches in, in the Lower Cannon Valley. Um, yes. How's that going? And well, it's quite pioneering, working with uh, ostensibly three failing Baptist churches. Uh, the idea is, rather than to give them a pastor, per se, is to work with three and uh, have a, a relationship with the three and be a mission worker to them and to the Lower Cunnan Valley so that we can endeavour to uh, encourage them towards mission. Otherwise, they just fossilise and die. And mm. so they have to be looking out, not looking inwards. Yeah, correct. And moving forward. And that's what Christian mission is all about. And that's what we're commissioned to do by the yeah, Lord yeah. himself. No, it's an exciting work and I'm really excited to see what comes of that because you've only been in that position how long now? Coming up to a year. Coming up to a year. Yes. So before then, you were the pastor 
I was the pastor our of, church. of your church. Well, yes. when you got there, it was called Kuiper Main Baptist Church. Yeah, when you was. left, it was called Kuiper Main Community Church. So that was all your fault. Yes, guilty as charged. <laughs> Um, and uh, it was great because Doug, uh, you were with us how long? Three, four, five years. Five total. years. Yes. And um, Doug, uh, sort of like he was talking about uh, churches from looking inward to looking outward, helped us uh, in that vision to look out more into our community, uh, to look to those around us, how to to bring people in. You heard us talk on the podcast yesterday about making uh, Christianity more accessible to people. Uh, and I think uh, Doug was a big part of that in our church. Uh, and it's something more people should be doing as well, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but here we are. And mm. uh, let's talk about that time when you were pastoring our church. Uh, we talked yesterday uh, about my story. And uh, I remember that evening where my life changed and God spoke to me in that meeting. Do you remember that night at all? I remember it very well, yes. I was preaching. You were, and I didn't have a clue what you, you said. Did, you couldn't remember the word I said, <laughs> which is humbling, but that's the way God works often. <laughs> and uh, and it's a gentle reminder to us in Christian ministry that it's not about us, it's about God and his mission and his kingdom. And uh, yes, I remember you being uh, distinctly uh, under the hand of God, so to speak. God was clearly speaking to you. Uh, from what I was standing preaching, I could tell that that was the case, and I knew God was dealing with you. Not exactly sure at that time how he was, but that's come to light since, of course. Yeah, uh, and that's what we're going to get into now. Um, uh, yeah, like you say, I just remember that night I said yesterday, I was just listening to you. I, I have no idea what the message was, because uh, I was just trying not to cry. And I think afterwards, when I sort of opened up about what was happening, I just that didn't work. I just bawled uh, my eyes out and burst into tears. Uh, but often that, you know, that does happen when God moves. Um, and if you're not overwhelmed by the love of God, then what can you be overwhelmed by? Um, so that was an amazing night. And, it was. Um, yeah, just to remember it so clearly. But then it all changed from there. Uh, my life completely changed. Uh, and and then you were a big part of that. Um so I just want to talk about, because obviously this is the Noise Podcast, this is about noise ministries, and, and I'm sure people are wondering, well, how did all this actually come about? Because it's not something I've talked about too much. Um, so mm. what I remember is I was just, I had this new faith mm. in 2014. I uh, That night that we talked about was in January, I think it was January the 12th, and I was then baptized on April the 6th of the same year mm. um again that was an amazing night uh mm. and uh I, I got to lead worship and uh i think some of my family were in the band really good night and um from there i just was super excited to share my new faith and i was going on mission trips mm. um with different people uh just getting involved in church and starting to to do more worship leading um because I think I'd, I'd sort of led worship a little bit before I became a Christian, but it was almost just like I was just leading the music because people knew I was musical. Mm. Um, so now I was actually able to lead worship because I wanted to to worship God. Um, and I started writing these songs. Um, so from as be honest, I've never really talked to you about this, but from your perspective, you're the pastor of the church, and I know you had sort of seen people and and 
called people out into ministry before a few times mm-hmm. in your life. Um, but this is something I wasn't used to. So what was it for you? Because I, I remember it was just, I was just going about my life. I worked in a primary school. I was happy. Mm. And there was this one day where you just pulled me aside and uh, we went into the prayer room, I think. And and you told me, I think God is calling you into full-time ministry. And my jaw nearly hit the floor. Um, <laughs> so well, what, that's what, right. what, so from your perspective now, and you're pastor in this church and you're seeing this young guy who's just got baptized, what are you seeing that makes you think that? Is God speaking to you? Or are you just sort of seeing something that you think, oh, this is what well, it's happening here. It is incumbent upon any pastor, every pastor, to discern where the gifts within his or her church lie and to equip the Christians and release them into those areas of ministry that God has called them to. And so every pastor is always praying into that. And uh, as I was, and as I was praying into that, even in my own study, God very clearly told me that uh, he has uh, his hand upon your life and he was calling you into full-time Christian ministry. Uh, And so I started to pray into that, started to endeavor to discern God's heart and mind with that. And I remember clearly one particular Sunday evening when you were leading the worship uh, that God made it clearer to me that he was going to equip you and release you into Uh, a missional role with music at its heart, Mm. using music as a conduit, if you like, to communicate the love of Christ. Mm. Uh, And it was clear. And so that's when I knew I had to pull you aside and uh, and, uh, at least communicate this to you. It was not my thinking. It was God's through me, which is what a pastor's there for, discerning the gifts. And I mean, I've been in ministry, as I said earlier, for many, many years. And you often come across good musicians. You rarely come across good musicians with God's anointing upon them for ministry. And it's that rare combination that I saw in you. Hence uh, my duty, I guess, before God and man to chat with you and uh, encourage you and and endeavor to release you into ministry. Yeah, that's really interesting to hear from my perspective because I've not heard that before and you talking about uh, God was telling you that it was going to be something to do with mission and sharing God's love through music Mm. and sort of two years later we we launched the ministry and and you didn't really come up with this I sort of came up with this tagline of the noise ministry's tagline sharing the love of God through music yes and it's almost like that was the fulfillment of what God had told you exactly two years previous you see it fit together now I think it was strange for our church because there was a couple of instances we know the people who you called uh, to their ministry during the time but I think it was the first time that I remember certainly that we were we saw somebody be called into ministry from our uh, age group yeah like it was so it was quite strange to see somebody mm. like kind of go to that next level that they were meant to be going to so it was a strange thing I think yeah which which really just speaks into uh your sort of gifting as a pastor and mm. as, a, as one who equips and who calls out, uh, especially the younger generation. Because um, it's not just me, there's obviously Laura as well, yes. who uh, is uh, about my age. I was going to say older, but 
I've said enough. Sorry, Laura. Um, <laughs> she is the youth pastor. And again, uh, Doug, you've worked with her to equip her and to call her into her gifting and her ministry. Uh, she's a really gifted preacher, really yeah. gifted with the young people. And she does an amazing job in our church. Now, again, uh, thanks to yourself, not that you won the glory or the credit because you give all that to God. Um, but we do just want to honor you and uh, thank you for just your obedience. Um, and, you know, I certainly wouldn't be here without you, uh, without you calling that out in me. And I'm sure Laura would say the same. But let's just go back a little bit. Um, so you're seeing all this and, and you call me aside. Uh, and you mentioned this call and I'm just thinking, what on earth is he talking about? Um, <laughs> but then we sort of started a process because obviously for you, you just wanted to make sure that I felt the same. So mm. we started a process of, of praying into it and you gave me a few books to read mm. and to, to say that I need to be reading scripture to see what God is saying about this and is this right? Um, and that was tough for me. I don't know if there was ever a point where, because I know when you talk about being called into the ministry, you were in a meeting and you just felt God say, mm. you're going to go into the ministry. And I was, I've never really had that one moment like you did. Um, but it was just sort of through this process was um, reading scripture and just getting this feeling that if i do anything else i would never be fulfilled um and i just couldn't get away from that um and i think that's what really ultimately led me to to just decide yeah this is what i'm gonna give my life to um but just while we're talking about this i'm sure a lot of people listening uh, one of the questions everyone asks is well how do i know what god wants me to do with my life because not everyone is calling to ministry so i'm just going to lean on your pastoral wisdom hmm. um if someone asked you that question how how do i know what god wants me to do with my life what would you tell them well i asked the, the same question as a teenager to my then youth leader back home in liverpool a guy called morris lee whom uh, i've known and trusted uh, for many many years and still to this day do and uh, I remember distinctly, and I was, I think, 15, asking Morris the same question. How do I know what God wants me to do? And uh, he quoted scripture from the Psalms. The psalmist says, God will guide you with his eye. I will guide thee with mine eye. And he said, what you have to do, therefore, is keep your eyes on God. And so, and that's the best counsel, hmm. because rather than looking to man, and we can find good advice and counsel from man. The best thing to do is to is to get into the Word of God, to read and to meditate. And God does, through His Word, by His Holy Spirit, prompt individuals. We're all called in different ways. Yeah. Uh, some of us see bright lights and hear bells. Others, it's the still small voice of God in the, in the inner man. But the Word of God is powerful, and God has said, "My Spirit will testify with your spirit." that you are my child. And it's that inner testimony from God's spirit to our own that brings that sense of conviction and that sense of knowing unequivocally that this is God's will. Uh, and so really all I did for you was just point you towards Scripture, some good reading material, the book on Drury that I gave you. and yep. um, That helps because that book points you towards Scripture. And as you were then seeking God's face through the Word, God did as I anticipated he would. He just made it clear. Mm. And it becomes, as you say, that inner voice, and you can't deny it. You try ignore, and ignore it, perhaps, maybe yeah. through fear or 
uncertainty or, or other, and he listened to other voices. Uh, but it still remains that nagging little feeling within that actually God's got his hand upon me and and it's this call into full-time ministry. And uh, Yeah, there we are. Mm. Um, Matt, do you know what, what you eventually want to go on and do your sort of calling in life? Absolutely not, no. See, so you've had some great advice <laughs> there yep. firsthand that you can now put into practice. Um, I can, yeah. It's just keeping your eyes on God and uh, keeping uh, in his word. And that's simple, really. Mm. Um, and then it's being obedient, really, because that's another step, isn't it? And that's the big thing, isn't it? When God makes it clear, as he did with you, uh, and when we were chatting about it, weren't we? It's mm. it's then mapping that out, isn't it? And, and, and you had your thoughts. I kind of had my thoughts. And we didn't always agree, necessarily. Um, but but that's that's life, mm. and, and 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 credit to you, you submitted, I guess, to my oversight uh, and experience, which is never an easy thing for a young person to do, because mm. uh, yeah. you guys probably think that we oldies uh, are husbands. <laughs> no, and there's some truth in that. <laughs> my my daughters think I'm a husband anyhow, um, but we've been there, worn the t-shirt a few times, uh, yeah. and with experience comes uh, the ability, I guess, to point in the right direction. It was all about timing, and God made his timing clear. Yeah, uh, and it was a really exciting time. And what I would say is that, it, like I say, it wasn't this time where God suddenly said, right, now is the time. I think at some point when we're feeling this sort of thing, you've just got to take a step. Mm. You've just got to start mm. the journey. Um, and I think a lot of us sort of will just freeze and not move forward. And you're not, not really stepping into what God's got for us. So at, at one point... I just had to start and just had to do something and then trust that God would lead me in that. And and that's the same for all of us. Sometimes we've just got to take um, that first step. It is a step of faith. And it's always difficult, of course, to, to step out into something that you can't see. But we live by faith, not by sight. And so if we can see it, then arguably it's not the right way forward. Uh, and you did just that. And, and God has honored that step of faith. God honors faith. Yeah. Uh, the, God, the word of God tells us he, he honors our faith and he may even make a step out in faith. He's honored you in that process ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we gone from, from there now and then I've decided, okay, I think uh, unbelievably Doug might be right. And uh, <laughs> that's not because of you, just because I didn't believe what we, God was saying. I, that's not, yes. I just, don't get offended. Um, so from that point, we really just started to th- start to think right what exactly is this going to look like because that's again another question um we knew we were something to do with music uh yeah, that's how god's gifted me and i was starting to write i was starting to write these songs even before any of this uh maybe that was part of your thinking mm. uh i remember one time you asked me we sang this uh, old hymn and you said oh, i think you should go and put a new tune to to this i did that um mm. i think it was in that time that i wrote the first two songs of my first ep calling us home and fit to burst and i i remember writing a song um after that night um where god sort of uh, spoke to me and i wrote a song uh, called uh, no greater love and i was singing a couple of these just in church just to really bless people and just for people to hear because i was thinking of writing all these songs i want to you know, as a creative, well you, them, yeah. yeah, you want an output, you want mm. people to hear what you're writing. Um, so 
was that sort of your thinking process as well that you were thinking these songs might be yeah I, as as it began to develop uh actually the way it was developing confirmed in my own heart and mind what i first heard that sunday night when you were leading worship uh, and even when you came up with your strap line so to speak uh, that was all confirmation that god was given to you not to me um but it was confirmation that it was all the way forward that hymn the old hymn uh, that you sort of contemporized beautifully, I think was, Lord, speak to me that I might speak yeah, in living was. echoes of thy love. It was. Uh, all confirmation that, you know, God was just blessing in your, your ministry. Uh, and it was just endeavoring at that junk to discern how can we um, uh, move forward in a constructive way. God's given us godly common sense. And, uh, and sometimes it doesn't, make everything clear but we have to as you say make that step of faith and it seemed to me that forming um an organization which you have noise ministries was the way forward yeah hmm. so that was the the next step. we just uh, i have to apologize i don't know what's going on doug hasn't got headphones on so we can't hear this but this, we're getting some snap crackle and pops um every now and again i don't know what it is um so there's not much I can do because it's not all the time. It's just every now and again we get in a little snap, crackle and pop. So I do apologize. I think we had a few in the first episode as well, but um, just bear with us. Um, hopefully we'll sort it at some point, but for now, just going to have to carry on and hopefully you'll be gracious enough to to uh, bear with us for now. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm Like I, I was telling these guys earlier, I'm not the most technical. Um, I'm going to have to phone on my brother, I think. He's the one who sorts all yeah. this stuff out for me. So I'll have to get him up at some point. But, uh, it's you know, I think we can live with it. Um, so, yeah, so we, we're singing these songs and we think, right, we should start some sort of organization to really sort of point us in a direction. And so we've got something solid, a uh, foundation to sort of work from. Um, and we weren't really sure what that was going to look like. Um but I remember we were thinking of a name for what mm. the the sort of ministry would be. And yeah, they say mother knows best. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, it was actually my mother who uh, came up with the noise um, because she thought she had this idea of just looking at words from scripture backwards and just seeing what, if there's anything that yeah. they could say. And um, she just stumbled on this word Zion. Yeah. Um, which is a great word, you know, uh, Mount Zion and Zion, the city of God, um, at Jerusalem. Uh, this, you know, there's so much, so much to do uh, biblically with Zion and and all mm. that that means. And so Zion backwards is of course noise with a Z. Yeah, I just thought it was an edgy way of spelling noise, as in. Well, there's that too. I yeah, mean, I you know me. It works on a lot of levels. So so edgy. It does work on a lot of levels, and. Uh, I remember that when we did the launch night, I sort of had it upside down and people were like, ooh. <laughs> and every, like often when I go out and, and sort of do concerts and gigs now, someone will come up to me and say, did you know that, that spells Zion backwards? And I'm like, yep. <laughs> like that's the idea. Uh, bless him. Hmm. Um, so that that's, I thought it was a really cool name. Like you say, a bit edgy. Hmm. So at first glance, you just think, oh, that's a strange way of spelling th- noise. Yeah, I thought it was just you know, different way to spell noise makes it look unique. Yeah. I didn't think it was... Yeah. Did you know that before today or is this... No, this is the revelation. This is the revelation. That was Zion. It's good to know (laughs) how much you know about the ministry, Matt. Uh, You are going to learn so much during this podcast. I'm here for the people that don't know it, you know. (laughs) 
You're here for the every man. Yeah, yeah, you are. Good. I'm the um, blue so collar. Yeah, but, but that's where it came from. It was just mom reading scripture backwards and seeing what she came up with. And I thought, I, I love that. And it was almost like straight away, I was like, that's going to be the name of the ministry. And then we mm. needed a sort of, a little mission statement or a little strap line. Mm. Um, and like Doug said, it was just this idea of sharing the love of God through music. Um, something, something contemporary, mm. something that is not too much of an effort to listen to. It's quite inviting. It's just sitting down to a concert or listen to a song. And all of a sudden you're being told biblical truths. You're, the gospel's being shared, but really you're just listening for three or four minutes. And like, hopefully we can pack a lot in, to that um so that was it really and we had the name we had the statement and really it was just let's go and do some concerts now and let's share these songs wasn't it yes um so we launched uh i think it was like the 25th of feb 2017 something like that um and you spoke uh in that concert uh and that were you there for that you weren't there for that were you matt uh no still in uni i think still in uni my last year and um so that was a really good night i remember that and we were sharing a lot of the songs that were on the the first ep because i remember you told me you know if you're going to launch a music ministry you you really should have some sort of cd or Mm. some sort of music that you're able to give out which is right Mm. um so we did that i think i did that in the january i recorded that and so we had a five-track EP that we could uh, sell on the launch night, which a lot of people bought, which is really good, um, which hopefully people are, have listened to. Um, by now, it's on online on Spotify and uh, on a lot of uh, music distributors online, which is really good because it makes it more accessible to people. And, and really, the first EP is called Calling Us Home, and it's all about the love of God, the grace of God. Um, it's really, hopefully, just easy to listen to and hopefully, you know, a lot of people who have heard these songs, something will have spoken to them. But I can't do anything about that. I've just got to leave that between them and God. Um, so that was in the February. I had a really good concert. And then I was just, every now and again, would get uh, invited to a, a church. And I would ask people, do you, do you, would this appeal to you? But like anything, you know, it takes a while with any business or ministry to, to get up to steam and get the ball rolling, mm-hmm. as they say, in the sort of snowball effect. Um, so the first year was was good, and I did quite a lot. Um, but, you know, it's very much in a growing phase. Um, so in the second year, last year, uh, just want to talk briefly about the Calling Us Home tour, because you, Doug, came with me mm. on that tour um, and uh, really helped to arrange it all, because I couldn't have done it without you, because... Firstly, we went up to Liverpool. That's right. Which, if you can't tell from Doug's accent, he is he is originally from Liverpool. It's not you haven't got a strong Scouse accent anymore. No, no. not not anymore. No, I you, could, you, I, could, could, I could slip into it if I wish. Okay, but, uh, okay. but you don't wish to. But uh, well, in many ways, whilst I was at Bible College, it was beat out of me <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Scousers speak very quickly. Yeah, and yeah. that's not necessarily conducive to pulpit ministry. Yeah, I've not heard many preachers that are in a Scouse accent. No. Now you say, and so I spent a, a whole year uh, actually learning how to speak more slowly and accurately, so that I could be heard. So, so it was beat out to me by a guy who was a Scotsman who who taught me elocution lessons. Bless him. Interesting. Yeah, a guy called Doctor Douglas Macmillan. <laughs> 
I, I don't want to say too much. Like, if you're Scottish, you know, I'm glad you're here. But like, is that much better than Scouse? <laughs> if it's a strong Scottish accent? I think it depends where you are from in Scotland. Yeah, I suppose. Because if it was a proper strong yeah, sort of Glasgow accent... Yeah. I think that would be just as bad. Yes. I struggle to understand uh, Scott sometimes. I was in college in Edinburgh with uh, a Glaswegian guy called Robert and uh, it took me at least six months to understand the word he said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, that's interesting. A Scotsman giving a Scouse uh, elocution lessons. It sounds like I, I a think, sitcom episode. It does, it? yeah. <laughs> it does. Um, but but, it, but it, it taught me to speak more slowly and therefore I could be more easily understood speaking publicly which I guess in the ministry is important <laughs> but yeah but there we are you're, you're originally from Liverpool yes who have an amazing football team which I support yes. which isn't Everton in case anyone was wondering <laughs> I support the Reds uh, so we went up to there and uh, yeah. we had a few concerts not just in Liverpool because uh, firstly we went to, to your home church wasn't it Rain That's Hill right. Rain Hill which is on the outskirts a suburb of Liverpool and uh, we had a concert in my home church and the folks there Loved it. And then we travelled uh, north, didn't we, to uh, Hesham, just outside Morecambe. Yes. Uh, and had a had a, 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 a quite a good ministry there. I thought that was quite quite interesting. Yeah, so they, they ran a sort of drop-in centre, didn't they? Drop-in centre for... The homeless. Yes. Um, which was an amazing ministry, and they worked so hard. Um, and so we were going to sing a few songs, but in the end I just ended up playing some piano, and they seemed to enjoy yeah. just listening to some music so you know the tour was very mixed very varied what we got up to i think it was good because that's what the ministry is you have to be able to learn on learn on your feet so to speak uh, and often even though you have a plan uh, being in ministry means often that you have to think outside the box yeah move outside of your plan your agenda uh, to be at cutting edge and i think that's what that concert helped you do and develop uh, because the experiences were wide and varied. Uh, actually, at that West End impact in, in Morecambe, where we were, um, they want you back for the concert. So, you know, it's, it's kind of doing the, um, uh, doing the legwork, so to speak, to begin with, then gets opportunities in the future, which is yeah, what and it's about. Yeah, like you say, you have to be flexible. And just you're there to serve the people sure. in ministry because ministry basically just means service and serving. Absolutely. So that's what we're there to do. So whatever they need was what I wanted to to do. Um, and that was great. Um, do you remember in the first concert in Rainhill, someone fainted in the middle of the, yes. the gig? I thought this is, you know, the first gig yeah. of the tour and halfway through a song, some, uh, an old woman, bless her, it was really warm in there. It too was. warm. It was too mm-hmm. warm. Yes. And bless her, this old lady just fell to the floor. I thought, what's going on? Yeah, this is gig number one. Not the best start in the world. Not ideal. No. So we had to move room. Yeah, Everyone had to move room into a sanctuary. So that was a really interesting start. So we're talking about being flexible. Sure. I think God was just like, right, I'm going to teach you straight off. Yeah. Um, so that later on you can sort of know what's going on. And yeah. uh, so that was super interesting I hope, I hope she was fine afterwards I, I hope she's Good. she's fine she's still doing well bless her um, then so we were a couple of days in Liverpool and up north there up to Morecambe and yes where else did we go that week I know we had there was one gig that unfortunately had to get cancelled yes and unfortunately Doug said to me oh we got a day off what do you want to do and I, you know of I was course. like we're in Liverpool yeah. 
I've got to go to Anfield. <laughs> so we spent the Friday um, having a tour of Anfield, which is amazing, wasn't it? Uh, really, really good tour, actually. So um, I'm a big football fan, uh, for those who don't know. So that was amazing to see uh, the stadium and have a tour around, see the changing rooms. And everyone was sort of taking pictures with the, the shirts of like Salah and Mane and I was there in the corner like with my Ben Woodburn shirt who's a Welsh young Welshman yeah, yeah. Um, so I was just sort of no there wasn't a queue for that shirt so I thought win-win yeah. um, so that was really good so that was that was an amazing first week in Liverpool and then from there we I came on for a bit and then we went over to Northern Ireland yes now when I first mentioned to you that I wanted to do a tour I was just expecting maybe mostly in Wales bit in England I certainly wasn't expecting to go over the water to Northern Ireland but I didn't realize that you had all these connections um through the mission society with um these amazing people in in Northern Ireland um so we stayed with an amazing couple called uh, Donald and Lorraine Coulter uh they mm. were great hosts and Donald had arranged a lot of concerts over there and again extremely varied yes um, going from small mission halls with what mm. 10 people mm. to the next night on the sunday at pentecostal church of about 250 mm. 300 mm. um so all of those experiences are really good but I, like, i've got to say as a musician and as a performer and not just that but spiritually speaking my favorite night was that evening in people's church mm. newton abbey such a special night mm. um do you, you remember that? I remember evening. it well, and uh, it was a such. Uh, well, the whole service was handed over to you uh, that the pastor showed great faith, and uh, you I was, did. I was blessed by that faith or stupidity yeah. at that point. <laughs> I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I, I, I was blessed by that, and and God honoured His faith, and the whole evening was uh, an extraordinary blessing for all those who were there. Uh, and I I felt that night, and I because I was at the back, just uh, taking it in really and praying over the occasion and I felt that night that uh, you really had come of age so to speak in ministry you know all the wide and varied experiences uh, culminated in in that occasion and uh, the ministry both in song and in testimony and in word that you brought was just uh, just proof I guess and I and not that one is looking to be vindicated but I felt kind of personally vindicated <laughs> yeah. that uh, hey this guy is more this, relief this, just genuine. okay I got it right I got well, it right a, a sense of relief perhaps but uh, <laughs> well yes a, a sense of which yeah that that, that proved to me at least that uh, it was you know your your, your path uh, was was right and you were going in the will and purpose of god yeah it was it was an amazing night uh, so if you've not been uh, to a sort of a noise ministries or one of my concerts um it's it's basically sharing these songs and I'll sing a lot of these songs but in between we'll often share some of my story or just talk about why i wrote the song often they're based uh, in scripture in the bible um or just in experiences that I've had as a Christian, or because every songwriter, the best songs are written from personal experience, and that's no different if you're a Christian writer or a secular writer. Um, so a lot of uh, the songs that I've written are from personal experience. So if you come to a concert, which I would love for you uh, to come along, if you've never been and you're listening to this podcast, um, go and have a look where I'm performing around um, and come along. And it, uh, it's always a, a good night. I really enjoy performing um, and hopefully you'll enjoy 
listening to. Um, so Northern Ireland was amazing, and we were there for I think I think ten days, mm. um, singing and and doing concerts, but also just to be able to because I'd never been to Northern Ireland, so just to mm. be there, um, see the country really really nice country it does remind me a lot of wales a lot of greenery yes and fields yeah. and mm. nature I get, yeah i get that impression yeah, yeah yeah that's sort of what it was and even got the opportunity one night to go down to the south to the republic mm. of ireland didn't get to see much of that i do want to go back to ireland at some point maybe to dublin to see because i spent a lot of time in belfast that mm. that week which is really nice so i need to go to dublin at some point down in the republic and um, but we had one concert was just helping out a, a, a missionary family who were raising funds to go back to ecuador i believe um so i was just singing a few songs to help them again something completely different mm. um and like you say going into ministry you you might have an idea okay this is what i'm gonna do it's never gonna end up that way you're gonna have mm. to do all sorts um so and that was it and uh so after after that weekend, I think Ireland, Republic of Ireland was the last day and uh, Doug had to leave early. So you'd gone b- back a few days mm. before and uh, I got the, the ferry back on my own. Sad. Yeah. It's a lonely road. <laughs> it's a lonely road I walk. Well, that's a good lesson as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because the ministry often is a lonely place. Yeah. You're surrounded by people on the one hand, but mm-hmm. actually... Um, it's quite a lonely existence and you have to learn these lessons in ministry. Always, of course, understanding that God never leaves or forsakes. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that has been true and that has been true. Uh, and so since that, I think that was, when was that, to uh, October time last year? The tour year? was May, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Oh God, because yes. I'm thinking about tour this year, which is I'm May hoping to be May 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, oh wow, that's that long ago. Yeah. I didn't realise October, what am I talking about? Yeah, I don't was, know what I was I doing was in October. For, I was back doing the tour from uni. Oh, were you? Yeah. So that was May last year. Yes. Okay, so I would love to do another at some point. Maybe later this year, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but since then, um, just been cracking on, really, and, and doing different things. But again, even more varied. I, I ended up doing more preaching and and different side of things. And I still help out in, in our church a lot with youth clubs and leading yep. worship. Um, so alongside the noise ministry side of things, I, you know, I still get involved in whatever I can. And, it's you know, it's important for us to serve where and when we can using the gifts that God has given us. Um, but now we're um, ramping up to the second Noise Ministries anniversary concert, mm. which is exciting. So we did one of these last year. Um, and if you, you don't know what it is, it's basically a concert that I want to hold, I want to try and hold every year annually to share what's been going on over the last year with Noise Ministries, especially to the to the supporters, um, because basically I'm funded by individuals and families who've chosen to support this vision of sharing the love of God through music, which is incredible when you think about it. They, you know, giving their money to to support the vision, and uh, they've been faithful in their giving, and I really appreciate that. So, just to share with them what's been going on, um, and the, the, the sort of plans for the next year. So, I'm hoping in this concert. Um, which is in a few weeks that we'll finally be able to unveil the podcast. Yeah, after uh, six months. Yeah, after six months. And hopefully by that point, we'll have two or three episodes already up that people can listen to. Um, 
So, Doug, you're coming along to that concert, yes, I hope. Yes, it's in my diary. Yeah. So it, uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, I have yeah. to say. So by the time people listen to this, it probably will have already been. Yeah. So I'd love for you to, to let us know what you thought. How'd it go? Send us a message. What was your favorite parts of the the concert? Um, it's going to involve worship. It'll involve uh, some of the original songs, uh, including some songs of the upcoming EP that I'm working on at the minute. Because uh, it's been... Over two years now since the first one, which I can't believe. Um, so it's about time we get some new music out there. So I'm recording at the minute with my cousin, who's doing me a huge favour, um, recording this EP with me. Um, with, this one is going to be a bit more about like the hardships of uh, Christianity um, and uh, being hurt, um, even by Christians and even by people in the church, which... And I'm sure a lot of people have been hurt by Christians and churches. And as I've gone around starting to share these songs, I've seen that that is very much the case. Um, what I want to show people is that just because people let you down, it doesn't represent who God is. And I think a lot of people equate how they've been treated in church with who God is, which isn't the case at all. Mm. Um, so hopefully this next set of songs will really help to break that mindset in people and help to heal some of the wounds that may have been created um, by religion and and by church and by Christians who weren't acting in the way Jesus told us to act. Hmm. Um, So it's going to be a bit of a sort of change of direction for Noise Ministries, um, but still exciting. And this is what I believe God is leading us to in this next season because ministry often comes in seasons as i'm sure you've oh yeah i known. believe in time and season i mean it, it's it's a good it's it's offering a good perspective uh sadly people are damaged uh within the context of a church or christian organization uh, and i guess we all people are, are not perfect so uh where there's imperfect people gathering together there's inevitably going to be uh, some hurt some damage uh, and so it's good to have a ministry that speaks into that because there's a lot of folk out there who are feeling disaffected by church, perhaps, uh, disaffected by Christian folk. It's good to actually remind them that, that, above all, Christ loves them, cares for them. And that perspective of ministry, I think, is timely. Yeah, and I, it, it really is. Um, it was a really... Well, I'll share this uh, in the cons. It really sort of, I've had some experiences uh, that people have come up to me after singing and just really shared what happened to them in church and mm. how actually the, the music and, and what I've said actually did speak to them, which which is exciting and really encouraged me that this is right for this time. Um, so hopefully if you were at the concert, you enjoyed it because I at the concert, I will have told you to go and listen to these episodes Mm -hmm. so you're now listening to what i told you to do so well done (laughs) for for listening to those um and again we're looking forward to another year until noise ministry's third anniversary concert and until then at least now we've got this podcast that everyone can come together keep in touch um and find out what's going on so basically i think i've covered more things that I want to cover in episode two. So you've sort of had my story, a bit of Matt's story, and you've now had the story of how the ministry came about. We've really talked a lot about what it entails, what the vision is, um, what we want it to bring to people. Um, So that really 
covers most of the introductory side of things. Yeah. So, uh, on the next episode, um, I've invited um, a guy called Matthew Bayless. Um, and Matt has been really involved in noise ministries from the start. Mm. And Matt is a really gifted photographer and videographer. And if you've seen online the sort of noise ministries promotional video, if you've seen um, my EP, the the artwork on there, the pictures, Matt is responsible for, for all of that. And he's done some really good work uh, for myself and the ministry, which I really appreciate. So we're going to have him here. Yeah. Um, we'll talk to him about uh, that experience of working together and uh, some of his story as well, because, you know, he's been through some really tough times um, and we'll see what uh, he has to say about those times and how his faith um, helped him. And again, Matt was uh, a big friend of ours through us growing up in church. Yeah, he was one of the group that we mentioned last On the last episode. episode, yeah. So there we go. That brings us to the end of episode two of the Noise Podcast. Now, if you're wondering why I'm interrupting like this, unfortunately, when we recorded the first time round, right at the end, just as we were finishing off, we had some major technical issue where it sounded like some earthquake had gone off, which unfortunately we couldn't use. So I'm just going to wrap up the episode. I just want to say a big thank you to Doug for coming on. Like I say, he was such a big part of forming the ministry and calling me into ministry. So I thought it was important to have him here for this episode. And actually, while we were chatting, I was hearing a lot of this stuff for the first time. So I found it really interesting. Uh, I hope you did too. And like I say, the first two episodes have been just an introduction to myself and to the ministry. And next we're going to have Matt Bayliss, who has also been a part of the ministry from the start. We've already recorded the episode and we really did have a good laugh recording this one. So I, I do think you'll enjoy it. But we also talked about some serious subjects as well and some of the hard times that Matt has gone through in his life. So you've got both ends of the spectrum. So I hope that you enjoy that. I hope that you keep listening to The Noise Podcast. I'm really glad you're here and we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.